every night, I dream the same dream. Welcome to the Strange Harbors Podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by... Amir Ture. And Derek Wong. So tonight we are talking about probably the biggest movie of the year so far, the new Marvel film, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, Sochi Gomez, Rachel McAdams, and a bunch of surprising cameos that we'll talk about in this movie. I had very, very high hopes going into this movie. I was really, really excited about it. And I came out of this movie with whiplash, I think. (laughs) Because every five minutes, I was like, this movie fucking sucks. And then five minutes later, I'm like, this movie fucking rocks. (laughs) You know? Uh, That's just the entire experience with this movie going like, From the beginning to the end. Tons of stuff I didn't like about this movie, but also tons of stuff I did. Uh, I'm curious to hear what you guys thought about this movie. Yeah, I I hate to just copy your date, but I feel sort of similarly. I was looking forward to this. I like the first Doctor Strange. Like Sam Raimi. He's done good stuff with superheroes before with the original uh, Spider-Man movies. Yeah. And so I was excited for this. I'd say I was a bit disappointed. It didn't exactly meet my expectations. It's not a movie I walked out of and was like, wow, they crushed this, they knocked it out of the park. It was definitely, as you said, a bit back and forth, a whiplash between parts which I thought were really bad and some parts which I thought were awesome. Overall, I'd say I was sort of negative on this. This didn't... I don't know, I liked the first Doctor Strange better. I would agree. I think out of the Marvel movies we've seen recently, I probably like most of the Marvel stuff we've seen lately better than this. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I'm know. on the There's other the, side. The new Spider-Man, that was pretty all right, I guess. I, mean, I didn't love that either, to be fair. This is better than No Way Home. Oh, what? yeah? Really? <laughs> it's better than No Way Home. We're going to get into that. We'll get into that. I don't that. know about that. Well, okay. So, uh, not to beat on the same drum, uh, not to be like a broken record, but I think I have very similar thoughts. I think when Sam Raimi gets to be Sam Raimi in this movie... I love those moments, right? Like, I agree with Jeff. There's moments where, like, the horror works in this and the quirkiness and some of the uh, the funny moments kind of work in this. But overall, I thought on a script level, that's kind of where it really falters. I think it's overly bloated. I think the choice to split 
script between like Wanda and Doctor Strange ultimately didn't work for me. I think that they have a I still think they have a Tony Stark problem in the sense that I think they're trying to make Stephen Strange the next Tony Stark, even though he was kind of Tony Stark before Tony Stark, if that makes any sense to like people who read the comics. Yeah, this is not one of my favorite Marvel movies, even though like it has some big surprises that might have worked on me in the past. I think now I'm just kind of a little bit more jaded by these things and just... I don't know, like, uh, the whole, like, big surprises and spectacle isn't uh, what I look for in these kind of movies nowadays. So we'll see how some of this pans out without getting into too many spoilers right now. We'll, we'll talk about pretty soon. You know, this movie has a lot of good ideas. And I like a lot of the things that they try to do. But the execution is very lopsided and lacking, yeah. I think. I don't know if you guys will agree. I know, Amir, you might not agree. I like Wanda's arc in this. I don't know how well it's executed in terms of, you know, like the pacing and like the structure. And I mean, this whole movie is just MacGuffin chase, right? Um, mm-hmm. Chasing one MacGuffin after another. But the things it says about like the power and like the people who have it, I think that's very, very interesting. And they do explore it a little bit. And it's sloppy. This thing's sloppy. Yeah. I mean, but there's a bunch of stuff that I I really liked. There's a lot of Sam Raimi in this. I mean, he's the director, but I feel like this is the most we've felt a director's presence in a Marvel movie since, oh, I don't know, maybe like James Gunn's Guardians movies or like Iron Man 3, Shane Black. There's more Sam Raimi in this than you would expect. They gave him a lot of latitude with a bunch of things, Mm -hmm. and those were the best parts of the movie. See... Aside from the horror touches and like the bits, the gags, like the things that you're like, oh, that's a like a Sam Raimi thing. Like aside from the little flashes of that, I didn't feel him very much at all. I thought I was a little underwhelmed. I thought it was going to feel more like him. Before we get into like this topic a little bit more, like I think this is probably the first time we've ever talked about Sam Raimi, right? So Mm -hmm. I'd like to gauge where your guys' history with this filmmaker is. I can speak to it really quickly. I probably don't know his filmography as well as you guys. I really only know him from the Spider-Man movies. I've never seen like Evil Dead, or at least I don't remember seeing Evil oh, Dead. Wow. Oh, yeah, you really? gotta go do that. Um, yeah, I know it's, it's like a blind spot for me. Uh, but I haven't watched a lot of old horror, and that's probably why. The only kind of sense I get from him is from those old Spider-Man movies. But you know, even those old Spider-Man movies, like you definitely get his style, and like you see a lot of like the similarities that come through in both what he did with Spider-Man and what he did with Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So that I'm curious to hear more from you guys who probably have seen more of his movies than I have. Uh, so I'll go next because I've probably seen that the next most, and then I've probably seen like every other one of his movies, like mm-hmm. Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness. But I haven't seen Dark Man or Crime Wave or his Murder, like some of his earliest stuff. I don't think I've seen. Did I see the Quick and the Dead? Uh, actually, oh, you I don't know think what? I have seen The Quick and the Dead. <laughs> right, there you go. You've seen that. I don't know if I've seen that. There's a couple of his movies in the late 90s that I haven't in there, like mid to late 90s I didn't see. Then there's the Spider-Man movies. I, of course, saw Drag Me to Hell. And I missed out on Oz the Great and Powerful. So, like me, maybe every other We went to see Drag Me to Hell together, didn't we? Yeah, dude. That movie rocked. I really I think that's like that my all-time favorite theater-going experience. Oh, that was so Ooh, good. Wow, that's yeah. a big bar. It was really fun. It was really fun. It's such a great movie to go to uh, with a bunch of friends and the whole theater's reacting. And it was just like a gross, fun. Dude, that movie is incredible. I think it's on Hulu right now, right? I think so. Yeah, you should watch it. It's you should definitely go watch definitely it. Watch it. So I've always heard that the great movie. Yeah, I watch it with people. Like, it's just ask my fiance, be like, "Hey, you want to watch this horror movie with me?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't drag her to hell with you. Drag her. <laughs> drag her to the movie with you, um, dude. It's good. It's good. Yeah, the discourse around it is like, oh, this movie's too mean. It's fucking drag me to hell's too mean. I can't <laughs> believe. Well, I don't want to spoil it or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not called fucking Welcome to Heaven, that's for sure. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, but Sam Raimi has this very mean spiritedness in his movies that I really fucking like. And this movie is no different, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Have you seen all of his movies? Are you like a, just to finish the I've Sam Raimi s- bit? I've seen most of them. I have not seen For the Love of the Game. 
and I have not seen Crime Wave, but I think I've seen everything else. I haven't seen Oz the Great and the Powerful. I've just no interest in. <laughs> I, I feel like that's like his dud in his filmography. What, is Darkman any good? Dude, Darkman rocks. We'll have um, to get out of here. Yeah, right. dude, it's so good. Like, you can see a lot of his horror stuff in Darkman. It's just a lot of the stuff, like, you see in Multiverse of Madness and, like, the Spider-Man movies. Like, we'll get into it. Like, a lot of his signature stuff is in Darkman, and now it's in, like, Multiverse of Madness. And, like, we'll go over some of his signature shots later when we're talking about, like, the cool stuff in this movie. Mm-hmm. His DNA is very present in Darkman, so... You should definitely check that out. I think it's on Shudder. You guys can watch that. It's really good. Okay. All right, Darkman. Cool. Yeah. Do you guys know what Darkman's about? No. No. Um. So Liam Neeson plays the scientist. Wait, so is he Darkman? <laughs> he's Darkman, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> and he's caught in this, like, lab accident and, like, it ruins his face. And he becomes, like, the superhero who can change his face to become anyone he wants. It's like this putty that he puts on his face but it'll only last for like 30 minutes or something so it's really cool so he's gotta like change his identities and like he doesn't have that much time to do his like imposter shenanigans it's a really fun movie it's super fun really campy it's his clay face before they make it a clay yeah, face kind movie? of yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, it's yeah. Clay so i kind of want to start this discussion of the movie with like our expectations of this movie in the phase four canon because Multiverse of Madness is a very misleading title, I feel. First of all, am I mistaken in that like this was positioned as the thing that would blow the roof off of the multiverse concept for this phase of the MCU? Don't get me wrong, I'm not like disappointed that it didn't do that, but I was surprised that it didn't really continue the thread of like Loki and Spider-Man No Way Home, right? Because mm. I thought like we would get like some Kang stuff in this. Like, this whole Phase 4 just seems a little rudderless, especially with this movie, because this is a very, like, intimate story. It's not, like, completely changing the game for the MCU, which I feel like a lot of people expected. To speak to that, I don't know if I was expecting that from this movie, but, you know, and I've seen this discourse going around. I am probably on the side that is a little confused on where we're going with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, yeah, I agree. I think they've said, like, you know, we're not doing the Avengers anymore, right? We're not leading to a a Thanos, which I think is, like, complete bullshit. I think they are leading somewhere, and they're just, like, not telling us. And I think, like, it's very purposeful. These movies in this quote-unquote phase hasn't really, like, connected. I feel like all the movies, except for maybe, you know, this and, like, Spider-Man, right? You know, we've gotten a couple of origin stories again. We've gotten, like, a prequel movie with Black Widow. So, it's, like, they're all not really, like, telling us what the future of marvel's gonna be and like one of my frustrations with this is that there still seems to be a divide with like what they're trying to do with the tv and what they're doing with the movies like i feel like what i saw in wandavision is very different than what i saw in this when it comes to wanda like we 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 have to get into this conversation later sooner or later but like okay i don't agree but we'll we'll get into yes, that yeah. uh, yes we'll get into it but like I, I think i'm on the other side compared to you jeff there was a disconnect for me when it came to wanda in this movie and like i was expecting more recognition of loki because like i thought loki was gonna blow open the multiverse and then to find out like no it's peter and dr strange who's actually establishing the multiverse right and it's like all very confusing to me Mm -hmm. i don't have very developed thoughts on this i did just generally think there was going to be more multiverse stuff in this that it would connect more with the previous iterations of the multiverse concept i did have some vague feeling that that was going to happen but i didn't have like very set in stone concrete expectations or whatever i mean i don't like pitting movies against each other but this movie definitely suffers after you've seen everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> yes. You gotta admit that, right? Like, that movie's just so much more creative with its multiverse concept than this movie, which is like a million times its budget. You have like hot dog fingers, butt plug kung fu, raccoonie, all this stuff and everything everywhere all at once. And then this one's like, oh, red means go and green means stop. And like, that's basically <laughs> the extent of the multiverse yeah. stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but like... But you're kind of not. Yeah, it's pretty tepid. Really, it's two universes, right? You got like that little jaunt where they go through a bunch of different universes, 
but yeah. that's like five seconds, right? So basically, mm-hmm. this movie only takes place between really two universes. <laughs> so multiverse is a bit of a misnomer for sure. I mean, should we do like a little synopsis or do people need sure. it? Or? Yeah. I feel like the synopsis itself is a spoiler. So let's just put the spoiler warning before the synopsis because the movie does have a surprise villain. Yes. Because even before going into this movie, I had a feeling that maybe they were going to do this, but I wasn't sure. And when they did do it, I was still surprised. I, I didn't was like, see oh, it coming that's at cool. all. Yes. And as a big Howard Duck fan, I felt very betrayed. <laughs> the basically the story is that there is a new character that is introduced to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is played by Sochi Gomez, and she plays the character of America Chavez, which has the power to jump through multiverses, right? Like she can cause like the multiverse like rift and she can jump through different multiverses. And the story begins with some kind of entity chasing her and another Doctor Strange from another multiverse that we've never met. That Doctor Strange is killed in this instance and she gets flung into the universe that we know with the Stephen Strange that we know that we've seen in the past, you know, four or five movies or whatever he's been in. And basically this movie is I kind of equated to like almost like a Terminator-esque movie where, you know, there's basically something chasing them through two universes. Um, And we find out that that person or that entity is actually Wanda. Um, So like the villain of this story is Wanda and she is trying to get America Chavez's powers so that she can, you know, have the power to jump to a different universe where her children are alive and that she could be the mother of those children. Um, And, you know, a lot of that is set up because of what we saw in WandaVision, right? This movie is very homework heavy. I think it's maybe the... Yeah, does this make any fucking sense if you haven't seen WandaVision? I don't think so. I think you have to watch WandaVision. Yeah, they tried their best to be like, you know, to give her a little bit of a backstory at the beginning. And like, if you didn't happen to watch WandaVision, but like, I think the emotional effect is like lost if you haven't seen WandaVision. I think the emotional effect is lost even if you have. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really agree, but like, well, we'll get to that. I think uh, Wanda's arc here, you get even more benefit if you've been following her from the beginning, because Mm -hmm. her whole like tragic backstory really lends to the the arc that she goes through from WandaVision to this, because, I mean, she's had a lot of tough breaks <laughs> in the MCU, right? All right? Hats off to them for surprising me with Wanda as a villain. Like, I'm totally yes. with it. Yes. But I don't buy this, oh, poor Wanda shit. Everybody in this universe has had a lot of shit happen to them. Everybody's lives sucked. Half the universe was destroyed. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm not super emotionally invested in this one lady's, like, battle to have fake robot children or whatever. Like, it just doesn't super sit with me. I think maybe it worked better in the confines of WandaVision, where the whole show was about that, and she hadn't turned into a villain who was going to, like, destroy the whole world because of her grief. But, like, now that they've pushed it to this, I'm just kind of like, eh. I don't know. I kind of am on the same boat. Not in the same way. I think that my struggles with this is that Wanda has always been the scapegoat. Every time they've used Wanda, you know, Mm -hmm. Age of Ultron, she's the reason Ultron is created. In Civil War, she's the reasons the Sokovia Accords have been created. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, she didn't kill Vision early enough, right? And like... And then uh, Westview is her fault. Like, everything seems to be Wanda's fault. And, like, in this movie, it's also Wanda's fault. Like, Okay, to be fair, I have to interrupt you, because everything being Wanda's fault is very comics accurate. And uh, I applaud them for doing it. Because in the comics, Wanda's always, like, going crazy and, like, causing an accidental genocide or something. So, like, that's very on point for being comics true. Here's the thing where I like Multiverse of Madness more than WandaVision Mm -hmm. is... Because WandaVision kind of played into the trope of, you know, like, grief-stricken woman losing control of her powers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Which is Wanda in the comics to a T, right? Like, House of M was her fault in that story arc in the comics, right? But in Multiverse of Madness, it's not really like that. First of all, she hasn't lost control of her powers in Multiverse of Madness. She knows exactly what she wants. She has conviction in this story i think and she's not looking to destroy the world or anything she just wants her kids back right yes i think that's pretty interesting and people are like oh this like erases her character development in wandavision i'm like she ended that series reading the 
dark hold, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't feel like that's true either. Like, I understand that because I kind of had the same thought, like, by the end of WandaVision, like, it seems like she's at least started to deal with that grief and, like, move on from it versus, and then all of a sudden she's stricken with it again and, like, instead of Vision, now it's projected onto her kids. I understand that narrative that some people have been saying out there about Wanda in this movie and, like, I kind of have to agree with it. I I don't know. But, like, I see your point, too. Like, this is a different Wanda, right? It's different than WandaVision. Like, she is, in a sense, very consciously choosing to do this in this movie. And, like, that was a choice for her character in this movie. And which I do agree with. Like, I like that. I like the kind of balls for Kevin Feige and the MCU to be like, this person's been a hero for, like, eight or nine years now. And now she's full-on villain. Like, I remember watching the movie and, like, they reveal it really early in the movie. They don't beat around the bush. When they reveal that she's the villain, like, she is the villain. And I was, like, fully expecting, like, for some bigger bad or something or something to come in to interrupt this dynamic between her and Steven. And I do commend the movie for never backing down from it. Like, she is the villain until the end. Yeah. And another thing is I think WandaVision kind of lets her off the hook. Yes. Even the beginning of this movie kind of lets her off the hook, right? When she's, yeah. All the sword people are like, oh, it's not really your fault. And then, like, in the beginning... Even Doctor Strange is like, it's not really your fault, you know? But I do like that they lean into her heel turn. But I do agree. I feel like they could have fleshed out her heel turn a little bit more. I feel like you get, like, really big Daenerys vibes from this. <laughs> uh, with the sharpness of the turn? Yeah. Yeah, I a mean, little bit. Yeah, I think even, say the subtle voice, worse than Daenerys because I liked Daenerys' turn. And this turn I'm just sort of ambivalent about. Props to them for making her a villain and like sticking with it. But yeah, exactly. Like the concept of it. I'm okay, fine yeah. with them making Wanda a villain for this movie. It's okay to me, and it was definitely surprising. But I didn't see it as like a natural conclusion of her character arc the same way maybe Daenerys's turn was. But let's not talk about that. That's like, I don't know. Like, does this arc work? I mean, we've all seen WandaVision. Does this arc work if you haven't? If you're just going to this movie, like, aren't you like, oh, wait, Scarlet Witch is evil now because of her kids? Like, what? Like, does it's it super confusing. Like, wait, she has kids now? Like, you have to put yourself into someone who's, yeah, yeah. who hasn't seen one. Like, I'm, like, no, sure. I'm, I'm like, not even sure I liked it having seen WandaVision. Like, without having seen <laughs> WandaVision, I don't know if this makes any sense at all. So. I get it. I mean, you have to remember the end of WandaVision. Like, she hears her kids, right? And, like, that's, like, kind of the lead into this, right? Like, she's. Again, you go back to WandaVision. Yeah. Let's talk about this movie no but you said you even saw wandavision you yeah said right but i'm right? saying so like, like no yeah I'm, I'm agreeing with you if you've never seen wandavision you're kind of coming into this like wait she has kids like when did this happen and like i think that's a huge part of understanding her motivation a lot like i said that kind of emotional tie comes from wandavision right uh which i, I just don't think it works without it they're drawing all the emotional heft of this character from another fucking universe i mean that's part of the MCU, though, right? Because, like, if you're not going to bother to pull stuff from... I mean, this is the most... Right, if you're not bothering to have connected continuity, why do it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. And I think most people who watch these movies now have watched most of the other things. Especially yeah, they're there yeah, for when them, they're right? centered around the character in the movie, right? Like, the movie knows what, who its audience is, and these are the people. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. I do know people who, like, co-workers, like, friends or whatever, who have gone and seen it. Casual viewers. I do, too. And we're like, wait, what? So. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to a friend today, and he was like, oh, I haven't seen WandaVision. Should I go into this movie? I was like, uh, I would at least watch, like, a YouTube recap or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth watching, like, all nine episodes right before going to this movie, but, like, We'll just read a recap, read the Wikipedia, watch a recap video or something. I do think this movie has some very interesting things it wants to say about power and who wields it and who gets blamed for the consequences. Because this movie has both Doctor Strange and Wanda dealing with like the regret of their actions in different ways, right? Yes. And I want to say that the movie almost gets there to like say something of substance, although I feel like other shit gets in the way but like i love the line where she's like you break the rules and you become a hero and i do Mm -hmm. it and i become the enemy that doesn't seem fair right and i think that's that's a very good line for wanda because all the other heroes do horrible shit too and like they really don't pay the consequences like wanda does right although wait though but what consequences like as you said everyone's kind of forgiven her by the end she's the one kind of beating herself up isn't she like where what are these consequences well, I mean, they don't let her do what she wants to do with 
America Chavez as a character, right? Wait, that they don't let her kill this girl kill, and take her kill, powers? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of that's all in the game. Different. Like we- no, well, I mean, she says it like, America Chavez's powers are dangerous. What's the life of one person for her to be happy and to remove one threat from the universe? Like, one that would break the universe, right? So she actually says that. But it's okay for Doctor Strange to give up the Time Stone and, like, kill half the entire universe. I mean, it's just sheer luck that that worked out. But, like, what if that didn't, right? Like, he's playing with lives just as much as she is. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. they try think, and do I think, that. I think motivation is a huge factor here. She clearly wants to kill this girl for her personal gain, right? She's not like, I need to kill America Chavez to save the universe, right? Like... She wants to kill Mark Chavez for her personal gain because of her unresolved guilt. That's like a flimsier motivation, right? Like, she disguises her own personal... Right, but I, I don't think there's any of that duplicity with Doctor Strange in the Avengers movies at all. Like, he's clearly trying to save the world. He's in a bad spot. I mean, you know, buying into the fiction of this universe, he's in a bad spot. He's trying to save the world. And he makes a play. He makes a gamble. As opposed to solely being out for personal gain. And, like, there's a criticism you can make of making those gambles with people's lives, which I think the movie tries to do with the other Doctor Strange who right. who did consistently do those things, right? Like, there's a message here about Doctor Strange having to give up some amount of control and trust other people. Like, right. that's definitely the, the arc that he's going through in this movie. But I still don't think it's quite the same as what Wanda's issue is, right? Her issues for unresolved grief and her willingness to kill this girl for personal gain, whereas, like, his issue is... His control freakness and like thinking that he's the smartest guy in the room, he's going to take unnecessary risks, I guess. But I think those are two very different things, even though the movie tries to conflate and compare them. I don't know if I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's another through line with the Illuminati, but like we'll get to that too, because I think that's the another Illumo- thing. Who? No. <laughs> but she's very single minded in this movie, and I kind of like her horror movie villain. Pursuit oh, she of... gets some of the best sequences, I think. Yeah, she definitely does. I equated it to the Terminator, you know, like she's just this machine that is like <sighs> hunting. I wish she was as cool as the fucking Terminator. That's exactly what yeah, I was going to bring Yeah, I don't think she's as cool as the Terminator, but... Well, like, the scene where she chases them through the Illuminati complex, I think is great. Really great jump scare in there, and like, I think that was a good sequence. And I wish the movie was more like that, where, like, she was just chasing them, like, from multiverse to multiverse. I think, for me, Mm. the movie really stalls when they, like, decide to separate her with Wong, right? And, like, have Mm. her, like, have to stall for a second just so that they can have more time in the Illuminati universe, the 838 universe or whatever Mm. it's called. I don't know. I wish it was more just, like, her just being this machine just chasing them down. Yeah, so she has, like, the dark hold in this movie, right? And mm-hmm. then she attacks Carmitage. Crazy, stupid set piece. Wong and Doctor Strange just sit there while, like, everyone's, like, vaporized by Wanda. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, wh- why don't you guys help? I mean, there were some parts where, like, the whole water part... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After the initial assault, I think, is really cool stuff where Wanda's in Carmitage. You know what? I think all of the MCU would be 50% better if they just banned beams. No more yeah. beans, man. Too much beans. Man. Especially no with like Doctor beans. Strange and Wanda, who no have like such shields. cool power sets, you know? And they're just energy shields and beans and like lasers and stuff. Take like, a page out of the Kyle Rayner book. Let's do some cool stuff. Um, yeah. I know it's another universe, the distinguished competition, but let's do <laughs> something different than like laser beams and shields. It's very boring and you have magic. And like I don't know, like, if magic is the thing, like, make the magic cool, like, or scary, yeah. or gross, or something. Make it something. Just not just, like, lasers or whatever, right? Like, but there is a lot of cool, gross stuff in this, and I really like... There is, and that just makes the bad magic suffer by comparison. I agree. I totally agree. You know? Like, even Harry Potter does, like, like as much as you can hate on Harry Potter or whatever, but, like, Harry Potter has cool magic in it. There's always some, like, wow, cool, like, neato stuff going on. Uh, I guess the fights are all beams and lasers and whatever, too. But, like, whatever. Like, the point being that, like, <laughs> there is cool stuff in there. And we got some of that in this movie, but not enough. They need to just, I agree, abolish the beams entirely, do cool stuff with the magic. And that's why it's magic, right? I mean, I've made this criticism about Doctor Strange. Like, it's very samey, his, like, action. It's a lot of just him waving his hands and then something happens, right? But all you have to do is, like, change a little bit yeah. of something. And it's so much more interesting. Like, 
even in the beginning of the movie, the first opening scene where he's fighting, what's the octopus? Is it Gargantos or whatever? No, no, no. That's, um... Ah, his name is Shuma Gorath. It's not Shuma Gorath. Oh, who? Oh, the first They thing? named him, like, yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about who you think is Shuma Gorath, but it's not Shuma Gorath. Oh, that's not Shuma Gorath. Oh. Okay. Yeah, they named that... him, like, Gargantos or some shit. It's something different. In the opening scene, like, him using, like, the buzzsaw, even that's cooler than just shooting beams, right? Like, cutting yeah, the bus in is. half. Yeah, I didn't like the buzzsaw, but yeah, it's, it's, I guess <laughs> it's like better than the buzzsaw. <laughs> I, I didn't like the buzzsaw either. I was just like, yeah, why are you doing a buzzsaw? <laughs> and I didn't think I was going to miss it, but I kind of missed the Mirror Universe stuff. They only did a little bit of it, and that stuff it does yeah. always look pretty cool. They, they used it too much before, but now I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I could use a little Mirror Universe stuff in this. Just something different than, like, Laser Beam, which they did do some of. So I'll give them yeah, credit. like I, I remember like the first movie, like I really liked the astral projection sequence, like in the yes. hospital. Do you guys remember yes, that? Yes, we haven't seen any astral like, projection. Stuff like that, where it's just not all just them trying to wave their hands and like cast beams and do shields. It just needs more of that, where it's just yeah, something's a little bit different, right? One of the sequences I enjoyed, even though it's not like spectacular, but like where he actually has like a hand to hand fight with Mordo because like they just weren't able to use magic, right? Like it's just something different mm. versus like. All of it just seems so same. That was a good hand-to-hand bit, actually. I like that. Yeah. Um, I think Raimi has a very good handle on the kinetic hand-to-hand stuff that I wish we saw more of. But just speaking to, like, one setting where, like, you could totally tell the difference between samey, generic beam stuff and, like, really cool creative stuff was Kamertage, right? Like, because her initial assault, she's just throwing, like, beam bombs at like Bomb, yeah. i'm like oh my god my eyes are glazing over it's so <laughs> long but then when she lands in kamertage it's so fucking cool well first dr strange traps her in the mirror dimension and then she gets out through like the reflections in the water right so she yeah. can like get out that way and there's a jump scare with the eye in the water that's a huge sam raimi thing by the way like he loves big eyeball opening jump scares and stuff and then she comes crawling out of a gong, like fucking Pennywise in It, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. A bunch yeah. of cool stuff there. And, like, even Doctor Strange, like, throwing snakes at her, like, mystical snakes. That was kind of cool. Better than, like, you know, more beams and shields. Beams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. beams and shields. Yeah, I mean, I even liked, I mean, we're getting into the ending. Like, I do kind of appreciate that. Like, I kind of didn't know where this was going. We've talked about the Wanda thing. I was thrown for a loop. I didn't get any kind of sense from that from the trailers that she was going to be the big bad. I, I had no idea, like, at the end he was going to take over the dead version of himself, kind of become, like, zombie strange. I thought that was, like, a really cool sequence where he has, like, all those hands and stuff. It's the coolest part of the whole movie. It was so fucking cool. He's, like, taking all the screaming spirits. Yeah. And uh, Sam Raimi loves his, like, taunting spirits or whatever. I don't know what the spirits say, but they're like, ah, ha, 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 you know, they're, like, yeah. in his face and, like, making fun of him. And he, like reaches over and he grabs them and he like makes the cape out of the undead spirits it's really cool stuff mm-hmm. there's good stuff in this there is there is this movie actually looks like something i think there's still some stuff in here that's pretty ugly but at least there's color to it and there's personality to it i did think that first sequence with the squid looked really bad <laughs> like the cg uh, in that did it didn't not look, look great, great. And this movie really needs to up its wig budget. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> both Michael Stuhlbarg and Rachel McAdams look terrible in this. Like, Didn't what like is that with red your wig? Rachel McAdams. <laughs> it looks so bad. It looks so fake. Let's talk about, like, the third main character, really, in this movie. Which yes. isn't a main character at all, because I did not like her character at all. Even though I feel like there's good stuff that Sochi Gomez is doing. America Chavez is, like, a nothing character, man. Like, she's a prop in this. It's unfair for you to even say you don't like her because what do you know about she's you, Yeah, nothing. there's nothing even to it's like or dislike. It's unfair to like or dislike her because she's a zero. She's a cipher. She's a, a, a MacGuffin with legs. She's absolutely nothing, right? She's the thing that Wanda is after and that Doctor Strange is trying to protect because of her power. Yeah. She doesn't have a personality. She doesn't have anything. She's given nothing to do. There's, like, a little bit of a glimpse of her past life where she's... Uh, I don't know, she's angsty about having accidentally opened a portal to another universe and sent her parents, her two moms, uh, screaming into the multiverse somewhere. People yeah. gave me dirty looks during my screening. Because I laughed at that <laughs> so <laughs> hard. Uh, people were like, what's wrong with you? 
Because I laughed because it was like, it's so typical of them to treat representation this way. It's like, oh, the two lesbian moms, uh, five seconds after they're introduced, punch you into the hell dimension. That's it. <laughs> Jeffrey Zhang, homophobe. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what people thought, yeah, That's right? the headline, yeah. But no, yeah. It's, just, it's, it's so shallow and just very, very silly. Who's better, the two gay moms or gay Joe Russo? Two gay moms, because at least these two, you can see them, like, being her mom for, like, 47 milliseconds before they're sucked into the hell dimension, yeah. Yeah, I'm, unfortunately, Mark Chavez is a complete nothing in this. This is where the movie being overstuffed comes to bite it. It's like you're trying to do this whole arc of Wanda's grief having turned into villain and then to have her finally by the end of the movie repent. And you have to fit all of that in and recap it for people who haven't seen WandaVision and have to give Doctor Strange an arc and jump through the multiverses and introduce America Chavez. And they just didn't have any room for America Chavez. So they just kind of left her out. Yeah. What I was going to say is, and I've kind of already kind of alluded to it in my earlier statement was that like I think what they're trying to do with her character is create this Peter Tony relationship between her and uh Steven create this dynamic where like you know we have this young superhero who needs like a mentor and like the Ugh. fact that he keeps calling her like kid and like it's really strange because we just got a movie where he was kind of a mentor to Peter and also calling him kid a lot in that movie. And it's just Doctor like... Doctor Strange, the MCU's babysitter. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's what he is. I like understand like in the comics, he is this cocky character that's very arrogant. It's kind of like the Tony that we know in the MCU. So like, it's kind of weird sometimes when they have scenes together and they're basically the same character. And now that Tony's not in the MCU anymore, it should have like somehow shifted Steven's character a little bit so that it's not just so similar to like what we've seen so much of Tony Stark. And it's just so evident that they were just trying to create this relationship that just doesn't work in this movie. And it's a shame because Sochi Gomez, she has great presence on like the red carpet. She's like funny. She's charming. Let her do some of that in the movie, you know? I don't know. Maybe she'll be... And more stuff and we'll get to see more of her i just want to talk really quickly about another character i think they've like forgotten about like i don't know if they knew what to do with it was the chiwetel ejiofor's baron mordo dude i was so annoyed with mordo's character in this he's not even the same character we saw he's not even our mordo right yeah our mordo so we have no idea what our mordo's doing I feel like he's just like a nothing character in this movie and i just feel so sad for that actor because i love him and like I want to see, like, the Mordo versus, you know, Doctor Strange movie. I, I was hoping we'd maybe get some of that in this movie, but I guess not. What makes me mad is that they filled in that story without showing us, like, I wanted a whole movie where Mordo was, like, trying to ruin Doctor Strange's shit yeah. by, like, stealing magic and stuff. And then they just skipped all that, and Steven's like, oh, this dude's been trying to kill me for years. Yeah. When I thought they were going to be like, oh, he's like my old friend Mordo or whatever, you know? Yeah. Because they left on okay terms. Like, Mordo didn't even tell him, like, exactly what he was yeah, going to do. Try to kill yeah. You. yeah. Mm, he was I... just like, I don't like how you guys are using magic or whatever. And then he leaves in a huff, right? Like, that's yeah. basically the end of Doctor Strange. They fill in a lot of history there without ever actually telling you or showing you. Yeah. You guys want to talk about the Illuminati? Let's talk about the big reveal. Even though I feel like some of the TV spots gave some of this away already. Right, Jeff? Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so the big reveal is that we get the Illuminati in this movie. So do you guys want to give a little bit of brief, like, what is the Illuminati in the comics? So the Illuminati was created by Jonathan Hickman, if I'm not mistaken. And basically, the Illuminati is just a big, big retcon from Marvel Comics, where they have this cabal of superheroes who are revealed to be behind all the huge decisions in the Marvel Universe. And it's these heroes that have gathered together as, like, the secret society. And I think the original roster was Tony Stark, who, like, represents, like, the humans and the Avengers. Reed Richards, who's, like, the the scientist smart guy. Black Bolt, leader of the Inhumans. Stephen Strange, the magic guy. Charles Xavier, who represents the mutants. And Who's the last one? Namor. Namor. Yeah. So they're the ones who are orchestrating events within the Marvel Universe. You know, like putting their thumbs on the scales and these big conflicts and big crossover events and things like that. So I guess you get a little bit of that in this movie. But in this movie, it's different, right? There's different members. And they're also, they're more just like the Avengers of their world, right? Of their reality. It almost seems like it. 
Well, I'm confused. Is this a multiversal Illuminati, or are they all from 838? I think they're all from 838. That's my my understanding. I kind of agree with Amir that it just seems like it's their... I wasn't even sure there was an actual Avengers in this universe. This was almost their version because they're the team that took down like Thanos, right? Right. Like it yeah. almost seems like they are just the Avengers of their universe. I think that's what it is. I, th- I think Illuminati is more just a reference. The one that sticks out for me is Captain Carter. It feels like she's not from that universe, you know, but maybe it is. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's just Captain Carter's universe in the future. Yeah. Even, like, I don't think that's the same Captain Carter we saw in the What If story, right? Like, I think Yeah, maybe not, because if they want to use her again or something, I don't know. What happens is Doctor Strange and America Chavez, they go into this other universe, and they meet this universe's version of Mordo to get help from him to fight Wanda. And they get roofied by Mordo, (laughs) and they're brought to uh, the Illuminati fortress or whatever and it's revealed that it's mordo captain carter from what if or maybe not from what if black bolt from uh fucking the inhumans show anson mounts reprising that role was crazy yeah to me uh, i never watched that show but i heard it was really really bad i uh, yes i heard also <laughs> lashana lynch as maria rambo slash captain marvel yeah captain marvel professor x patrick stewart reprising his role from the X-Men movies, and the big reveal, John Krasinski as Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four. (laughs) Yeah, so for some reason you have feelings about this. Explain. Yes, let's talk about that one. Let's talk about the big one first. When the reveal showed up that John Krasinski was Reed Richards in the Fantastic Mm -hmm. Four, I was like, fuck this movie. Automatic (laughs) F. Automatic F. This movie was like a B minus, now it's an F. I hate it. And I hate all the introductions to all these Illuminati members. It's so rushed. It's so forced. The acting's not great. And then Sam Raimi murdered all of them. And I was like, (laughs) A plus, this movie fucking rocks. Uh, That's basically what happened. Uh, Just because can you explain to me why you hate the John Krasinski reference particularly? Like, what's the backstory of that? I didn't. I just think John Krasinski is such an uninspired choice for Reed Richards. I think Reed Richards is an obsessive genius weirdo, and John Krasinski does not give off any of that, and it's only because of the fans wanting him to be Reed Richards and Emily Blunt, his real-life wife, to be Sue, that we kind of got this casting. And I was very happy when they killed him. So <laughs> my reception to this movie is going to change depending on whether John Krasinski is actually Reed Richards in the main MCU, right? Because there's a big difference between Marvel being very funny and mean by accident and being very funny and mean on purpose, right? Uh, and I think I would much rather for them to do it on purpose and know that they're winking at this and using Sam Raimi to be very cruel to these characters, which I very, very much like. All right, counterpoint here, Jeff. (laughs) You like Reed? You like uh, John Krasinski's Reed? I don't mind it. I don't think, like, it has to be John Krasinski, but, like, I mean, I don't mind it. I think he could do this role. Even though, mind you, I think he was kind of bad in that one scene that we got from him. He was, right? He's so stiff. Yeah, it wasn't like the Reed Richards like I would expect. Like he was like It seemed like he was reading off cue cards or something. Yeah. Like people would notice like he was like his eye lines were really weird and like he just like doesn't Yeah. He was there was something off with his performance, but having said that, I wouldn't mind this casting and I wouldn't mind the casting of Emily Blunt as Sue Storm, just because I do think they have a great dynamic as a couple. Um, we've seen it in you know, on the Quiet Place movies. Yeah. But hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Let's fill out this cast, right? So Ben Grimm is one of his best friends, right? So why not bring in one of his like long, long time screen partners, Steve Carell, right? To play Ben <laughs> Grimm. Ben Grimm? I All don't right? know, man. Okay. But also Johnny, lost me. <laughs> jo- Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm. Rain Wilson. Is, no, no. Johnny Storm is Sue Storm's brother. So we're going to bring in Emily Blunt's real-life brother-in-law, Stanley Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Come on. You got me on. with Stanley Tucci as a human torch. I would pay money to see that. Can you imagine? 
that would, that would rock. Yeah. I'm joking aside, like I wouldn't mind it, but like I agree. I think they could just say this is just this universe's Breed Richards, and then totally cast somebody new. Like yeah. I, I, I wouldn't mind that either, honestly. Because for the longest time, I thought that we were going to get a black Reed Richards, just because of Kang the Conqueror, right? Mm. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, maybe we still will. I, also, do you have to, like, I don't know, it seems like in these other universes, it's always the same actor playing that universe's version of it that is, person. It is, yes. I did notice that, though. Yeah. Marvel's been very hush about this. Like, I'm wondering if Marvel's doing what Marvel does and just, like, waiting for reactions. Or just, like, not giving away any clues? I think 100% that's yeah. what it is. Like, if people love it, they'll be like, Fantastic Four is going to be starring, of course, John Krasinski, because you guys loved it. Or, if it's not the best reception, like, they can just recast them, right? Like, they haven't really casted that movie yet. So, we'll see. Really have their cake and eat it, too. I mean, some people have been, like, talking about, like, John Watts has stepped away. John Krasinski is also a director, like, you know. I wouldn't like, mind him as director. I think he's actually a very capable director. And yeah. I, I would like to see... I don't think he's weird enough. I want to see a weird Fantastic Four movie. That's what I want. Mm. But yeah, I mean, okay. Besides that, I mean, I think I was the same as you. Like, the TV spots, I think, ruined... We knew that Professor X was coming in with his yellow chair, with his mm-hmm. yellow hovery chair. That's the animated series chair, right? That's not yeah. a... And we got the tune, right? We got yeah, the, the animated yeah, that was series pretty, tune. Me and my fiance started cracking up, and we're just cackling, because we freaking love that theme song so much, so... And then the other thing that the TV spots really ruined was Agent Carter, right? Because you see her shield flying and hitting the column, so you knew that it was going to be her. And then, you know, we've seen a lot of this other energy being that um, has been fighting Wanda in the trailers. And, like, a lot of people have sussed out that it's probably Monica Rambeau as... Maria. Maria Rambeau. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Maria uh, Rambeau as Captain Marvel. I I don't think I was actually spoiled for these cameos. The only one I knew was coming was the um, Professor X. Yeah. uh, Patrick Stewart. And even that, I wasn't sure. Is that going to be a fake out? Is he really going to be? Yeah, uh, that's yeah. it. So mm-hmm. I was actually pleasantly surprised they did because I like him as Professor X. I like a bunch of those X Men movies, so I was happy to see that. But I actually wasn't spoiled, so that was I guess that's good great. Point. But I was going to say, like the one that actually really surprised me was also Mister Fantastic, you know, Transcendency. But the Anson Mount as Black Bolt that was really surprising to me because his costume was pretty cool. You know, it's mm-hmm. a comic accurate costume, and like. It's a little bold to get the actor that played him in a series that is pretty panned and, like, was canceled after one season. And Here's the thing, though. No one fucking watched no, that show, yeah, no one so really I think knew. they're good, right? Well, like, I asked my fiance, do you know who that is? Like, did that even work for you? And I think that's partially what you were kind of saying. Like, the introduction of this Illuminati's a little rushed. We know who Black Bolt is, but, like, who really knows who Black Bolt is and, like, cares who Black Bolt is and, like... Who is, like, unfamiliar with comics and stuff yeah i mean i think the way he dies is kind of cool where he blows his brain out i guess (laughs) Um, that was definitely the best death yeah i mean that was the best death but then you kind of contrast with the mr fantastic was like i don't know what they were doing they didn't really want to show his powers you see him stretch into the frame but there's not this like long effect of him stretching really doing it like he doesn't really even get to throw a punch it's really weird they misrepresented that character really badly, I think. Yeah, I wish the whole of the Illuminati got to put up more of a fight. I think they all got pretty much chumped. Oh, really? Um, I liked that they got chumped. I thought it was so funny okay, that they all got okay, owned. I liked it, too. I liked it, too. I wanted them to get owned faster, actually. Like, I thought the Captain Marvel and Captain Carter parts of the fight were too long. I thought that I was hoping they would also get owned in, like, two seconds like the others. Well, my fiance was saying, like, and I agree with her, either, like, they get killed really fast or they all have to put up a fight. Like, you can't just have two of them get beaten so quickly and so easily and then the other two which you would think not that they're not as powerful but like those two put up way more of a fight than you know reed richards and black bolt and it, there's this really weird imbalance in that sequence wanda gets some cold ass lines though, yeah it's like she asks reed oh like, yeah do you have kids uh, do you have kids yeah, and do they have a mother is their mother still alive and he's like yeah and she's like at least they'll have someone to look after yeah, them or dude. whatever. And then she turns them into, like, string cheese. <laughs> and then, like, the line with Black Bolt, oh, he can just kill you, you know, one breath of his mouth. And it's like, what mouth? It's like, gone. And then he, like, blows his own brain out. Yeah, see the disappearing the mouth thing? Let's have more of that and less laser beams. That's yeah. a little Matrix yeah. uh, disappearing in the mouth thing. And I, I loved it. That was great. Yeah. I wanted to see more stuff with, like, Captain Carter, too. Like, you just throw the shield back to her and bisect her. 
I mean, that's kind of lame. I don't know, throw in a Steve Rogers cameo, you know? Make her hallucinate Steve Rogers, and then the next thing she knows, she's got a fucking Wanda fist through her chest. That would have been awesome, you know? (laughs) Or something like that. Just be a little more creative. But you know what? I like that they got chunked. It was very mean-spirited and cruel, and very characteristic of Sam Raimi, and I love that shit. It was really fun. Extra points for me for that. (laughs) Overall, there's just really weird imbalance in this movie. I I think we've mentioned it a bunch of times already. Like, I think there's, like, really cool stuff. But then there's stuff that really doesn't work with me. Like, I think there's characters like Mordo that's abandoned. Like, America Chavez isn't given enough. Even I think Wong really isn't given enough in this movie. Yeah. How much Wong do you need? It was fine. He's a secondary character. He had a little secondary B-plot. You want more Wong? Maybe I'm biased, but, you know, we share the same last name. So, yeah, I, uh... Wong. All right, fair enough. But... I mean, I even think the stuff between Christine and Steven wasn't quite fleshed out. Yeah, definitely was not fleshed out. It's kind of sad because I I think, you know, this is probably the end of Christine Palmer. Like, I don't think we're going to see her anymore. Partially because I guess we should talk about this a little bit, the mid-credits that we get, which I have no idea who this character was and I had to figure out afterwards. Hated it. The only thing I kind of liked about it was that I had no idea that they were going to bring in Charlize Theron. I like Charlize Theron as an actress, so like to bring her in the MCU, I'm a little excited about that. Like, I think she's always good, which she does. That was kind of exciting. But like, yes, that scene was just so blah. You know, she comes in and tears a rift in the multiverse and then she's like, come with me. Let's go fix some shit. Fucking hate it. The worst brand of mid-credits, post-credits scenes. The contrast between them, like there's the worst, but then there's arguably one of the best, right? (laughs) It completely undercuts the ending you just got five seconds ago. Yeah. Where you get the cliffhanger where you have like the third sinister eye coming out of Doctor Strange's head for using the Darkhold. They're like, oh shit, he got fucked up from doing that. And then just one scene later with the mid-credits, it's like, oh, he's fine, you know? He's got a third eye now, you know? This is fucking terrible. I tweeted this thing where I was like, I infinitely prefer a fun, silly gag as post-credits scene over some A-list star you've never heard of going, I'm Blippity Boo (laughs) from Planet Belp. I'm here now to seek your help. You know? Like, I fucking hate that shit. It's so lazy and like, especially for characters that you don't even know. Like, it's one thing if it's, like, Nick Fury being like, oh, have you heard of the Avengers Initiative or whatever? You know, like, that's, like, the start of the MCU. Like, I'll cut you some slack for that. But, like, when it's Charlize Theron playing whoever the fuck, I I just don't care. So, I didn't think I hated it, but I did walk out right after it. So, I guess I did kind of hate it. (laughs) So, you didn't see the end-to-end one? Uh, No, I know Uh, what happens. Okay. I thought that one was great. But I was just going to comment, Jeff. So, you didn't like Harry Styles also in The Eternals? And his leprechaun? No, I hated that. Same (laughs) brand of mid-credits bullshit. I hated it. Yeah. Same brand of typical Marvel anti-Irish racism. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking on the flip side, I love the end-end credits one, right? The one with... So funny. I love that stuff. So good. People are like, this is so stupid. I'm like, this is so awesome. It's so funny. In the middle of the movie, uh, when Doctor Strange and America Chavez first get to Earth 838, there's this dude played by Bruce Campbell, you know, of course, Bruce Campbell. And Doctor Strange puts a spell on him where he keeps punching himself in the head, right? And they just leave him. He's the pizza papa, right? Uh, nobody messes with the pizza papa. He's like the street vendor guy who's like annoying Doctor Strange. So he makes him punch himself over and over in the head. And then the post-credits scene, the final scene, is a pizza papa. He's still punching himself in the head. It finally ends, and he gives, like, this deranged Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi look at the camera. And he's like, it's over! And then, like, <laughs> start, start rolling. It's so funny. Yeah. It's really, really funny. Really good. Is this his first appearance in the MCU? Yes. I want to say... Well, technically, the Spider-Man movies are MCU now, right? Are they? Yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah because... <laughs> all right, I guess. That's what I was thinking. I was like, all right, so this is, this is the first... Uh... Also, we didn't mention the coolest part of the movie. The musical note duel. Yes. It's the coolest part of the whole that movie where Doctor cool. Strange is fighting his evil doppelganger that's the same one from what if right i don't think it is actually you don't think it is i don't fuck i can't it's it's it like looks like him but i don't think it is because it doesn't make sense story-wise i think because i think in that world he's not stuck somewhere he's like traveling around like absorbing other like Stephen stranges and like this one's like stuck in this world and like you know he's he's using the dark hold which i think was different than 
Yeah, so I don't think he is, but yes, he looks a lot like him. I think the line from the trailer is missing, too, where he's like, things just got out of hand or whatever. Yeah. Like, he doesn't say that in the movie, which is kind of weird, but whatever. It happens all the time. But yeah, the musical duel stuff is so cool. My jaw was on the floor. I was like, that's fucking cool. I just want to see more of that, right? Because they're like pulling notes off like the sheet music that's floating through the air, and they're turning them to like magical shurikens and throwing them at each other. And when it hits them, it explodes into like classical music crowd pleasers, you know? Like it hits Doctor Strange and goes, dun 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 dun. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I really like that. That's more creative. That was than, yeah. so fun. That's so what fun. I want to see out of the magic. Yeah. If it's all that yeah. caliber, I'm there for Doctor Strange 3 day one. Like I would just yeah, want some yeah, fun stuff like sure. that. That was probably the best magic in the movie. Uh, although, like, all the horror stuff kind of worked. Like, yeah. the dream walking into your own dead body, astral projecting into another universe, well, I guess into your home universe, into a dead body of your doppelganger from another universe, in order to <laughs> pop it in as a zombie, yeah. get attacked by spirit for your transgressions against the laws of man and God, and then <laughs> control those spirits and turn them into, like, a, a winged cloak and control them. That rocks, too. That was really cool. It's, it's really cool. The last thing I'd want to mention is that, or at least just highlight, is the scene where Elizabeth Olsen is kind of playing two versions of herself, right? Like, the one that we see from our universe kneeling in front of the 838 version. And, like, she kind of just mm-hmm. puts her hand on her face and just basically tells her, like, hey, your kids will be taken care of. I did think that was, like, mm-hmm. a great scene for Elizabeth Olsen. I understand, like, Amir, probably you said some of the Wanda stuff doesn't work for you. I don't know. That worked for me. Like, that actually hit a note for me. But I think that's partially because I think it's well acted by her. Eh. <laughs> I'm going to say eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of the Phase 4 stuff, I haven't really seen that many like performances of, like, wow, that's like the definitive that character. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are just like sleepwalking through these roles. And like this movie, there's a lot of this too. I feel like Benedict Cumberbatch is just kind of like whatever in this movie. Yeah. You, you just saw the guy in Power of the Dog, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it's like, I know exactly. you can act. I mean, that also says something about like Elizabeth Olsen's acting caliber because like, I feel like she's kind of phoning it in here, but she like blows everyone else out of the water. I think she, really? I think she did a good performance here. I, I wasn't thought she, I thought she was pretty good. I wasn't impressed. I got nothing from it. I'm sorry. I know. I don't oh, know. really? Yeah, I'm on Jeff's side. I, I think she does really as much as she could. Really, yeah, with this. I think it's also because like she respects this role more than maybe some of her actors. Like, not to like get into the mind of the actress, but like she's been like out there like trying her best to defend the MCU when like people are trying to like trash it. You know what I mean? Well, she's kind of trashing it, too, yeah. which I think is very funny. Yeah, but like, Wait, how so? In that interview, she was like, I don't go to like these movies anymore, like the premiere and stuff. Every time I sit in the audience, I'm like, well, there's our first flop, you know? <laughs> it's like, I felt that during Avengers. It's so yeah. funny. She's so based. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> it, was a, it was amazing to, to have a premiere in front of fans. I don't watch the... I don't watch the... I didn't watch it. Don't I, watch don't, I haven't seen it. No, I do watch myself. I just decided I can't watch these Marvel movies at a premiere anymore. Why? Well, I, I just... Every time I just watch it and I, and I look at around me and I'm like, well, it's our first flop. Like, every time. I just think, it's our first flop. You, you think you, you are... You I, well, I saw Avengers in- Endgame and I looked around me and I said, is it our first flop? Avengers Endgame yeah. is one of the biggest movies in the history yeah. of the world. Yeah. And you were like, all right, we, know, like, we got a first plot. I don't plot. know. I don't know. No one's going to watch one. this Avengers thing. Yeah. yeah. Sam Raimi is too, man. He, he like didn't even watch WandaVision. Well, I don't think he had the chance to while this was filming because I think they were going on around the same time. So that's like, Oh, were they? Oh, yeah, I don't bad. think WandaVision, like, I, I think people are kind of misconstruing it. Like, I think the way it was scheduled like it wasn't out yet for him to watch oh man i thought he intentionally didn't watch it which no. i think is awesome no oh, i don't sucks. think that's the case if he just oh, couldn't that's funny that kind of, yeah that's, that's <laughs> way less funny all right anyway sorry jeff your, your closing thoughts on this closing thoughts on this i want to put a kibosh on people getting killed by rubble <laughs> yeah that was awful i'm Ugh. so sick of that Worst shit death ever. happened twice in this movie twice wait fucking captain captain marvel, captain marvel. And, and want to kill herself with yeah. Oh, yeah. The well, rubble no, down on herself. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this just, just really quickly. Do we think she's actually dead? No. No, she's no, definitely not on. dead. That's what you do when you want to bring someone back. You bury them under rubble, right? So you don't see. <laughs> I think that she might be dead only because I think they have a replacement for her already, which is the 838 version of her, right? Where we, oh. we know that she has powers. She is the mother to these two kids that I think are going to be incorporated into some kind of Young Avengers. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Okay, maybe. 
Are those kids real, by the way, or is that yeah, just Yeah, like, I think in this universe, they are real. Like, that's In the that whole universe, point. those are human children that she has with whom? With her we robot don't know. boyfriend? We don't know. Yeah, we just don't know, right? But, um, I mean, maybe that hard. vision got turned into a real boy. Who knows? That's true. It's fair. You know, we get, like, a little tease where at the end with the Clea thing, she does say something about, like, oh, you caused an incursion and we have to go fix it. Like, I think that incursion is probably in the 838 universe. So, like, I think there's, like, a chance to go back there and, like, that's how we reintroduce Wanda. Once you had this Wanda be so powerful that she killed the Illuminati, like, it's over. Like, you can't use her anymore. Like, she's too powerful. Mm. So, like, now you have this other Wanda who is not as powerful, who is, like, very similar to the one we knew that you can kind of reintroduce. Like, I think that's a way they could do it. That's kind of weird. I mean, I like it. I'm glad you thought about that and made it make sense. I actually really like it. But... Then what was the point of giving our Wanda a fucking arc? And then exactly. like, I don't know, you just kill her off and replace her with a doppelganger from the universe. Yeah, it's, it's all lazy, it's right? Doesn't it feel lazy? It's messy stuff. Know. The incursion stuff is like a nod to Secret Wars, which I feel like they might be. That's what they might be doing. To, yeah. With like Kang as a Beyonder or something, or like what? No, not that Secret Wars. The more recent one. Oh, the I one know that merged that one. the Ultimate Universe and the Six One Six. That one was actually cool. Though. Really? That was actually okay, good it sounds one, dreadful because it's. Jonathan Hickman. Oh, yeah. Hickman's and, uh, great. He had a huge, like, arc with Doctor Doom in it, which was great. When was this? 2015? Oh, 2015. Wow. Not too okay. long ago. But I, I like Hickman. Hickman's great, man. He's done, like, franchise revitalizing work on the X-Men in the last, like, three years or so. He's, yeah. just, he's just left now, but, I mean, he completely changed that franchise around. So, yeah, Hickman the God. All right. We're, we're checking out, I suppose. All right. Last question. Ranking Phase 4 so far. <laughs> Ooh. Best to worst. Ooh, that is tough. Uh, so oh, let's list out the uh, movie. So it's Black Widow, Sang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, and then this, right? That's it? I'm not missing any? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder is this year, and Black Panther 2 maybe this year, potentially? I think that got pushed to next year. Did it already get pushed? I think so. But let's just quickly talk no, about- let's just do the ones yeah. we have already. Okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, for me, you don't like it, Jeff? For me, like I like- Spider-Man No Way Home the most out of that bunch and then probably mm-hmm. underneath that would be like Shang-Chi probably this Black Widow and then Eternals oh this ahead of Black Widow okay I'm kind of thinking about that like I don't know if it's Black Widow or this I I like your list as is I'm going to tell you why because even though I didn't like this movie overall it's like a mess and like I didn't some of the performances didn't like fully ring true to me and it's overstuffed and stuff doesn't make sense or whatever the highs are so cool that I'm going to remember them. Yeah. And I won't remember yeah. the lows. And I also don't remember anything about Black Widow. Yeah. So that's like what... that automatic, like, I don't remember anything about my, that movie. My only thing is just Black Widow gave us Florence Pugh. Like, I think about that. Yeah, that's true. she was a lot of fun. She was so fun. It's a better movie, I think. But I think this has more memorable highs, even though the lows are probably lower overall. And it's probably a worse movie overall, less cohesive and all of that. I just think I'll probably remember the highs of this movie more, whereas I won't remember anything about Black Widow. Because I already yeah. don't. Yeah, right? I yeah, already don't I remember anything about Black Widow. So, yeah. I don't know. But I like that ranking, dude. Multiverse of Madness is a way better Sam Raimi movie than Black Widow is a Kate Shortland movie. Yes. That's the other thing I was going to say about Multiverse of Madness is that, and I, Jeff, you've already said this, like, it's definitely like more of a director's vision than a lot of other MCU movies, right? Okay. Can we talk about that? Because I, I didn't really see it. You talk about it in the review, I guess, if you don't want to go into it. But I think it's the camera work, man. Okay. Like the movement of the camera. You have all this stuff, like the jump scares. You have the tilt-a-whirl zooming in on the doors, the projectile cam. It's just so much more confident than anything else we see. Dude, at the beginning of the movie, when that octopus creature gets its, like, eye removed, yeah. and you see, like, the innards of the eye come with it, I was yeah. like, okay, uh, yeah, I don't think anyone would be allowed to do that except for Sam Raimi, you know what I mean? That's why <laughs> those moments, I yeah. think it's more, like, his vision than some other people's have been given, uh, you know, the freedom to do sometimes. All right, all right. I'm already down. You got me. You, you win. <laughs> you, you got me on that one. I think you guys are right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. So wait, so I, I want to, yeah, what's your ranking, Jeff? My ranking would probably be Shang-Chi number mm-hmm. one, Multiverse of Madness number two, Ooh. Spider-Man No Way Home number three, Black Widow, and then Eternals. 
Do your grades reflect this, or are they all B minuses? <laughs> okay, Doctor Strange, Spider Man, and Black Widow are all B minuses. <laughs> Shang Chi is a B plus, though. Oh wow, there's a lot of cool stuff in Shang Chi. I, I like Shang Chi like so Shang-Chi that much. Okay, like even the bad third act, like. There's some emotional beats that I really like. Tony Lung is fucking is God, phenomenal yeah, in that is. movie. Yeah, fucking God tier. He's like one of the that. best actors and best like performances I think we've gotten from the MCU. earlier. I was like, I don't remember any Phase Four actor being like, oh, that's a definitive version of whatever character or like a really good performance. But Tony Lung's the exception. He's fantastic in that. Eternals was bad. So. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but man, now you're kind of convincing me that Shang Chi maybe is higher than. Uh... <laughs> Than Spider-Man. I don't know. I do love both the movies. I do. But actually, okay, we're running pretty long and I do want to end this soon, but... Glad you're enjoying hanging out with us. Yeah, I love you guys. Uh, Outside of Phase (laughs) 4, like, where is this movie then? Like, is it low tier, mid tier? I know it's not high. Uh, (laughs) Is it either low or mid for you guys? It's mid. Okay. It's not low. It's mid with the pejorative connotation of mid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for me, it's like mid, maybe even reaching low. I don't know. Yeah, like, I'd have like to look back not, at the movies again. I didn't like it as much as the first Doctor Strange. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Yeah, I agree with that. But a lot of the Phase 1 and 2 stuff is just so much tighter than all this Phase 4 stuff, yeah. I think. Also, by the way, No Way Home, like, suffers tremendously on rewatch and at home. Really? Not an awful experience. It's just, it's not... There's, like, pauses for cheering and stuff. It's weak stuff, Ooh, I think. <laughs> okay. I gotta go back and watch it, then. You don't want to watch it at home. I don't know if I want to rewatch it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not sure I'm gonna do that, but uh, duly warned, I suppose. That pretty much sums up all of our thoughts. Jeff, where can people find more of your work? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com, where I reviewed Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, where I throughout another B- minus for you guys. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Strange Harbors. What about you guys? Uh, you can find me in a slightly different universe in which I liked this fucking movie. What about you, Derek? <laughs> where it blows your mind? Yeah, where it's better than a B-. minus. What about you, Derek? Uh, you can find me at World's OK's Photos and Screen Agents Guild on Instagram. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do us a favor and give us a great rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people. Yeah, if any of your questions, comments, suggestions on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, feel free to shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. We like getting listener mail. Sometimes we read it on the pod. So feel free to do that, and we will see you guys next week. See you next week, everybody. See you guys then.